paying too much for health insurance? Frustrated by high deductibles, network restrictions, and increasing premiums? There's a better way. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM is a Christian community delivering a robust, faith based solution to the high cost of healthcare. If your current health insurance has become more of a racket than a remedy, take back control of your healthcare at around half the price. Learn more and enroll today at chministries.org. That's chministries.org. to the Untold Story Podcast. I'm Martha McCallum, live in Iowa. It is caucus night, caucus day, caucus night, and I couldn't be happier because I'm joined by Neil Cavuto, who's out here with us. We have this really great space that we're working in here, yeah. and a whole bunch of our team is here, which is always fun to be together covering these big stories. So how are you doing today, Neil? Cold. Very cold. <laughs> Uh, well, not as cold, right? It's weird because without the wind, it's still, I understand, roughly the same temperature. It's just no wind, but it's still bad. Yeah. Well, we were just talking off, uh, you know, as an aside, I, I've been at Fox for 20 years, and I had my first meeting about coming to Fox with you Is all those right? years ago. Oh, wow. Um, and I couldn't believe it was 20 years. We and talked y- about me coming over, and to, um, it's been I was amazing. Noticing, you know, I saw a clip of you running not too long ago, and... and you look terrific. You have an age. What the hell? <laughs> Jeez. I tell my staff there will be no clips shown even a year ago. Don't oh, even go there. I love yeah. the Neil Cavuto oh, clips. There God. are some very wide ties in there oh, and don't. all kinds of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Lapels you could park the shuttle on. Yeah. Um, so we've both been doing this a long time. What's your feel? I know you've been out talking to voters and yeah. talking to these candidates as we have. What do you think? You know, it's so weird, Martha, because um, it's all about passion. I always hear, you know, and and you and Brett talk a good deal about the get out the ground game, and I understand the ground game, but who do you do the ground game for? Let's say it's a good ground game, but the candidate is not delivering the goods to bring the passion to the ground game. Then it's an open question as to what it means. I mean, if you think about Ron DeSantis, he's visited all 99 counties. I guess Vivek Ramaswamy has visited all twice at least. Um, uh, the other two penalized Donald Trump and Nikki Haley for not doing that. So uh, you, you hear about that. You also talk about the passion of those candidates' voters. And if they're there, they'll walk over broken glass or, I guess, sleet and snow in this case. Um, it just remains to be seen. It's really such a small number when you think about it. So just as a swing of a couple of percentage points could make the difference between first and third. Yeah, it's really a crazy process when you, oh, when you yeah. think about it, right? So we're in Iowa. Maybe 150,000 people will decide the first, second, and third ticket right, right. out of Iowa. Three million people in the state. A very small percentage. This is the way it's always been done. Then you go to another small state, New Hampshire, and you get another sort of – it really is almost like a poll. It's like getting people together and polling them and trying to get a feel for what what a candidate might look like in a a general election. And you know what's weird? We we often assign the importance of this state to Jimmy Carter famously – coming out of nowhere in 1976. But the dirty little secret on that, Martha, as you know, is he came second to uncommitted, uh, for whom there was no passion, you know, the others. But he emerged over people, well-known names like Scoop Jackson and Hubert Humphrey and all of these. And everyone was saying, Jimmy who? And I I think it's instructive uh, because it's a reminder how 
the experts can get it wrong, that someone emerges you don't know or something turns on something you didn't study. I'm sure there'll be something after these caucuses that we missed. Uh, uh, in 1976, people missed this guy running around in a, you know, a flannel shirt and a jacket, uh, you know, uh, and no one was paying attention. So is there someone or some issue that we haven't sort of you know, have on our radar that resonates? You know, to hear Vivek Ramaswamy's supporters tell it, he is that untapped, unreported, under-covered story. I don't know, but something often emerges like that. The untold story continues right after this. It will be interesting to see. And I think back to Jimmy Carter's election that was post-Watergate, right? right so we right. had this um, you know, man from Plains, Georgia, former governor, very straight talking, very calm. It was, I will never it, lie to you. Exactly. Yeah. And it was it was this reaction, I think, to Watergate, to Nixon, to the difficulty that the country had been through. They wanted someone who was sort of, you know, clean as the driven snow right, and right. Um, would be sort of a calming, reassuring influence on the country. What moment do you feel that we're in right now? Because Donald Trump clearly feels that the moment is that, that the country wants him back after four years of Biden. What do you think? I just don't know, Martha. I'm not trying to hedge on that, but I, I just think that the, the odds of returning to a, a remake of the last election still seemed very small to me. Um, and, you know, the leads that Donald Trump enjoys in these polls pitted against Biden are not nearly as generous as the lead that, let's say, a Nikki Haley has. So I, I, I don't know how that cuts across the country in the primaries. I, I, I do think that, you know, is it a turning point to go back to what you had and, and forget what you also had back then? Uh, that's the battle with people who are fighting over, should I go to Donald Trump again? Because some of the economy of the issues were going well. But remember, COVID was exploding at that time, and a lot of people have different views of how he handled it. But it, it, it's always in the eye of the beholder. And I think for a lot of people looking at this, it, it, it is you know, some who are passionately supporting him say it's back to those days because those days mattered, and others who are saying there are other ways to go back to those days without that guy being the guy to bring it to. That's a long-winded way of saying I have no idea. But I, <laughs> I do know that we're going to miss something. We're going to miss a candidate or an approach that seems to win over those who are, are, are not happy with the status quo or the way it's been presented to them, that sometimes we get ahead of our skis. You know, it seems to me that candidates who win are able to capture the passion and the attention yes. of the nation as a character, as a, as a human being, whether it's Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or Donald Trump, for that matter, someone who kind of captures their imagination and feels like they're talking to me. And I... And I don't see a lot of those kind of revelatory moments happening in the coverage that we've seen right, of, these, right. of these candidates. You know, sort of, oh, remember that moment when Nikki Haley talked to that woman and this happened, or Ron DeSantis with this. You know, it feels like campaigns have become very um, structured, very focused on phrases right, that right. have been polling well. And I just wonder if, you know, any of them have the ability to kind of break through that and become a star because you have to be a star yeah whether you're you know all of the people that we talked about who've done that to kind of shake it up 
You know, the one thing I noticed too, Martin, I don't know about you when you talk to all of these guys, is I'm always amazed with how candidates have evolved. I remember covering Bill Clinton in 1992 as he was emerging as the, the Democratic nominee with all his warts and problems and stumbles in the beginning. And I remember going to a couple of his rallies at the time thinking, wow, this, this guy's got a gift. And, and they would say the same about, you know, Ronald Reagan addressing audiences where he was portrayed as this cowboy, was reckless and all, and then they see him in a debate with Jimmy Carter, the one only man, and say, you know, this guy seems okay to me. So I think there comes a point for the American people which they say, I'm willing to take a bet on this person if they've grown, if they've matured. I've, I've noticed it in, in all the candidates, even from Ron DeSantis, but particularly in Nikki Haley. In the early days interviewing her as this race was starting, she's grown much more poised and grown into the role. Now, whether that lasts, whether that's handlers, I'm not smart enough to say. But I saw that in a Bill Clinton. I saw that in the early days of Obama when he was emerging as this potential threat to Hillary Clinton, even though he didn't seem like remotely had a chance. But, you know, of course, he wins the Iowa caucuses, loses New Hampshire. The battle royale is on through that whole year, 2008. Uh, but he grew to that role. I guess what I'm saying is these candidates grow to that role. It's a good thing, and I think Jimmy Carter himself said this in 76 about no reporters following in 76. It's a good thing mm -hmm. because I was horrible. But he got better. Um, and remember, his claim to fame was a one term as a Georgia governor. Um, so he really wasn't seasoned, but people didn't catch that. He grew seasoned. He grew to that job, uh, you know, as he was campaigning. I've seen it in the case of a couple of these candidates. It remains to be seen what, you know, registers. And we're also in this very unique situation, which I think is not pointed out maybe enough, that you have a former president who has been off for four years who's running right, again. He right. has an incumbency aura sure. that... I think gives him a, a huge advantage, even given everything Absolutely. else. Uh, so it's hard for people to run against someone who, in many people's minds, has that sort of quasi-incumbency because, you know, I, I, I think it was Grover Cleveland, the last person who right, took, took right, four years right. off and then ran again. So this is very, very unusual territory. But you also have all of these court cases, all of these issues. So whoever becomes the number two is going to have to hang in there because right. there's there's possibility of a game changer here that we're not seeing right now, right? Yeah, and you're attached to all that baggage. You know, the one thing that's interesting, and I heard someone explain it this way, that without the court cases and the pylons as the former president sees it, we'd have a much more competitive race for the Republican nomination. There's no doubt that, you know, he, he'd still probably, Martha, I don't know what you think, be leading in the polls, but nothing like this. Um, because that engendered enormous support, sympathy. Uh, yeah, they are really going after you. You are a victim. Um, but I, I, I often think, like we tell our kids, Martha, victimhood can only last so long. Your excuses can only last so long. So I, I think that the more you hang your hat on that or, or you know, blaming, you know, the system-wide gabal that's out to destroy you only works maybe in the Republican Party going for the nomination in a general electorate scheme, which could explain why the polls are much tighter in a general election environment with, with he, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden. Um, but that can run old and, and, and get old fast. Neil, thank you so much. It's sure. great to be with great, you. Great Love you. having you uh, out here in Iowa and being with you here. So uh, I appreciate your time. We'll no, see what happens you, tonight. Martha. Very exciting. Exactly. Very exciting.
Never we'll gets old, right? It does. Well, it does actually. But, uh, <laughs> it's just me getting old. Right, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks. Neil. That's the untold story for today. I'm Martha McCallum. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Untold Story. I'm Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.